What's up, everyone? I'm Ashley Monique Harper, and you're now listening to the Actors Lounge with Mel V. Hey, guys, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Actors Lounge. I'm your host, Melanie Victor, and today we have with us a very special guest. Please welcome to the show, actor Ashley Monique Harper. Hi, Ashley. How's it going? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to hear about your story and just your journey um, in the business so far. So, yeah, thanks for being here. Um, so tell me, how did you get your start acting? Like, where did that journey start for you? I like to start from the beginning of everyone's like career. Oh, that's funny. I think that representation really matters because honestly, I saw the one little black girl on Barney and I said, I wanted to do, I said, I wanted to do that. That was it. I wanted to do that. I wanted to wear my hair like her. She had it half up, half down, but it was like to the side. The front, the front was like a little twist to the side, and then the back was just out, out and bushy. And I just was like, "That's me." And then there was like the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen videos. They always had one black girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I just said, "That could be me. I want to be that girl." Wow, that's really yeah. cool. I remember the black girl from Barney. That's what I'm saying. I tried to Google her recently, like pictures of her on the show. I could not find her. Really, that's kind of mm-hmm. creepy. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and now, I mean, now they're, they're super diverse now, so there's a bunch of other little girls that come up, so I think that's more so the problem than them trying to hide those photos. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know what? That's so true. Just, like, I remember for me, it was mm-hmm. raven Simone. Oh, my God. Okay, like, yeah. raven Simone. I was just like, she is so cool. And then, remember when she was, like, doing music? She was like, yep. <laughs> and that's what little yep. girls are made of. I just thought she was yep. so cool, and I was just like, oh, What? That God. was it. Hang when Then when she got on Hang with Mr. Cooper? Yeah. Oh, she was yeah. so bomb. So you're so right. Representation does matter. So yep. when you saw the little girl on Barney and, you know, the the, the one black girl here and there, <laughs> Mary mm-hmm. Kate Ashley Olsen, did you, is that where you were like, I want to be an actor? Or was it just like, I want to do what they're doing? Like, did you know what it meant? Oh, yeah. No, I knew what it meant. I don't know why or how I knew it meant to be an actor, but I did, I wanted to do that. So I always tell people around the same time, tennis and mm. acting the bug both bit me the bug bit me for both mm. um so I started playing tennis at nine and I was training to be a professional tennis player so that was my wow. focus and my goal but I always knew that I wanted to do the other thing and then those are the only two things I've ever wanted to do in life I've done a million things but those are the two that have been you know placed in the dream and the, the goal category wow. so yeah so yeah, I knew that. I, and then at the same time, you got to think about the other little girls that were coming up. So like Raven, yeah. uh, Kyla Pratt was in everything, yeah. you know, so it was just, it was almost just like, oh, I can do what they're doing. I can, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the other things I can do. Whereas the tennis players weren't nine, mm-hmm. they were a little older. So I felt like I could do what they were doing right that day. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the other things I need to work at and get old and, you know, become older and all that. With tennis, were there any... I don't know, like during that time when you were nine, was there any tennis, like black professional tennis players that you looked up to at the time? Was that? Oh, thing? yeah. So, yeah, that was when Serena and Venus had just started. So they oh, were probably, so that was yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, they went pro at like 15, oh. 14, 15. Okay. And so, yeah, they were winning. And then, you know, they had their beads and their braids and they were, you know, it was controversial, you know. Um mm. And then I, I like to look up when I was younger. I looked up to a lot of people that didn't necessarily do what I did, right? So I loved Brand, I loved Brandy, but it, she didn't make me want to be a singer. Gotcha. I just was, I was glad that I had somebody to look up to. And then you know, obviously went from her being young to being on Moesha, mm-hmm. and you know, I loved uh, Dominique Dawes, but oh. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do gymnastics. Let me take <laughs> you a know? moment. Oh my god, I was such a Dominique Dawes fan. Oh my. Gosh, I actually went to see them perform like they did like a live because I think they were called like the Magnificent Seven. I think that was like their whole crew. Dominique Dawes. I think Dominique and the other one. Yep. I was going to say her. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Shirt that I got because they came and like did a like performance thing at the um, this like arena where I'm from in Sacramento. And I got had this shirt and I had it on my wall. Oh, my God. I was (laughs) so in love with Dominique Dawes. I thought she was like the best thing ever. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just just uh, those types of sports at that time were just great because I mean Taylor Lipinski she wasn't black obviously but she was the, such a great figure skater and she was so young. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt like we could do whatever we wanted to do at that age, honestly. 
Yeah, that's dope. That's really cool. Um, where did your love for tennis come from, or where did that start? I'm from a tennis family for sure. Oh, okay. So my my dad plays, and then my brother plays, my mom plays, and then yeah, one day I was just at the tennis courts, and I was riding my bike outside, and then some overzealous security uh, attendant, top top flight security of the world, came over and told me that. <laughs> that I couldn't ride my bike there, something like that, something that I do every day. And so there was nothing else for me to do but go on a tennis court. And that's literally how I started playing tennis. And then I became better than my brother. And I was just really great. And I just went, <laughs> and I just stuck with it. Dang. And you got like full ride scholarships for tennis? Yeah, I went to Morgan State. My brother was already at Morgan, so I basically just followed him there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, you know, fortunate enough to get a scholarship, but I kind of went there because he was already there mm. and he was having so much fun. And then, but I was so focused on radio and television that I I went there knowing that I was going to transfer to New York. And so I went to New York on a full scholarship also. Man, okay. Your childhood, <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds pretty amazing. Like, what was your childhood look like? Because just, basically, even like tennis, I think the perception of tennis, it just feels like it's like a, like prestigious, like really focused, really disciplined, like the elite. That's kind of like the per, the pers, um, what is it? The persona or the perception that I yeah. have of yeah. it. And I'm, that's probably based on like Serena and Venus. I just like tennis in general. It just has like a, it just has like a air about it, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> like, if you know what I mean, like, yeah. what do you what was your childhood like and you know like coming up and what were your what was your family like were they supportive of everything you did was like hard work important like you know what were some of the things that were just like really important as in your childhood oh yeah for sure hard work and discipline which is why I think everybody's kids should play some kind of sport yeah something I think that athletes just think a different way I think that yeah. it means something to miss a sleepover to have practice I just yeah. think that you remember those kinds of things mm -hmm. and then they they alter your decision making as adults and just your discipline in general uh, as you grow older but my childhood was great I mean I had practice at 4 30 in the morning on Saturdays mm -hmm. I had practice at <laughs> yeah and I had to wake up at 3 30 because we had moved to Jersey I still had to go to Philly wow. to play and sometimes we'd have it before school, after school. If we had a tournament, we'd have to travel. So, I mean, it was very disciplined. Mm. It rela it relaxed around 15, um, well, maybe 14, 15, because then I just really started focusing, like, on radio and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, initially, I thought I was going to go pro. I had an entire plan. I was going to retire at 25. <laughs> I was going to turn pro at 14, and I was going to retire at 25. So, you know, we have all these plans and yeah. God just laughed. He yeah. just laughed at them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, when I, at the end of eighth grade, I did finish out the eighth grade. But when everybody was signing my shirt, I mean, everybody was leaving for summer. Mm -hmm. I had them sign my shirt. And most of them were like, good luck, Ashley, blah, blah. Because I told them I wasn't coming back. I was going pro. Oh, my And you, God. you don't go pro and go to school for tennis. That's not, that's not what you do. So. Wow. So, yeah. Do you still have desires like of tennis? Like where's tennis in your heart now? Like today? Playing. It's not there okay. necessarily in that. I'm not trying to go pro at this age. Basically. Right. I don't even, I don't even have the ankles for it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still very much a part of me. I mean, my niece is 12. She's a star. She's actually on a TV show right now Really? because yeah, because of her tennis ability, she was picked out of, 300 kids or more to go and shoot this program in Canada. Wow. And she's, yeah, she's the only tennis player, but there are nine other phenoms of their own sport. So like the in, inline skater and this and that it's on this app called BYU TV. It's called all around champion. Mm -hmm. So, and and then my brother works and teaches tennis and, and works for the USTA, which is the United States tennis association. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's very much still a part of me. My dad is, you know, a senior citizen still talking about, who needs to do what on their forehand and backhand. So it's <laughs> very much a tennis family. Oh, it's, in, it's in the blood. <laughs> it's, it's in the blood. Although I think my nephew is three. I think he's going to play soccer. Actually. Okay. Okay. He's going to, yeah. he's going to take a different path and that's okay. I think, I <laughs> think so. And that's okay. And that's long, long as he doesn't have to pay for college. That's pretty ah, much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> where smart. we're going. Very smart. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. So radio, where did that come from? Like what triggered that interest in radio? What's funny is radio just started. I won, I won a contest 
And then I had to go to the station to pick up the tickets. And I just loved everything about the station. Wow. I loved yeah, I love the on-air personality. I love the board. I love everything. And, you know, it was, this was, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not old, but I'm a little older. And you, you had to really run the board. Like, you had to okay, operate. The, yeah. the, you had to operate the board, and you had to do it on your own. I feel like you and I may be around the same age. I feel it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll go with that. If you're young, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. Oh, I'm young in my mind. <laughs> but on paper, yeah, people would probably be surprised with my age. But yeah, anyways. yeah. Well, you look you, you look great. Thank you. Yeah, and you're a full adult, two kids and a husband, so Girl, you look great. Yes. Yeah, full family. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you were just like intrigued by everything you saw, the energy, everything. You're just like, wow, this is cool. I'm interested. No, loved it. And then I started. Call- I would call them all the time. And there was one particular host. And I was calling her to get information about coming there or something like that. But I guess she thought I was calling to beg her for tickets or something. And then I'm, I was so sassy. I was just like, I already have tickets. I'm not sure what I'm calling you for. And from there, from that point, her and I were so tight. We're still tight to this day. That was literally like <laughs> 20 years. She was grown. I was a little kid. She was probably 25 at that time. So oh, wow. Okay. As a kid, that felt grown, grown, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I already have tickets. Thank you very much. I think it was to Little Romeo or Bow Wow. I don't know. It was, some, it was something like that. And so from then on, we just stayed in touch. And then I got cool with all of the other personalities. And yeah, I mean, I ended up having like my own stint on on the evening show. The morning show would look forward to me calling. My brother, we, my brother and I went to the same high school. I was a freshman. He was a senior. Mm-hmm. And he would, he would happen to walk by the hallway. I would be on the payphone. Like, what? oh, no. He's like, what are you doing in the hallway? I'm like, I'm calling the radio station. <laughs> I would either be trying to win something or I would just be calling on my lunch break to see what they were doing. They would just put me on hold and then talk to me when they weren't on air. That's so funny. Wow, that is cool. So it sounds to me like your success as an actress is it's not surprising because I feel like <laughs> if you want something or you are interested in something, you go after it. You seem like you're very focused, very disciplined, and you do what it takes. You put the work in to make things happen. True. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and I attribute that to being an athlete, honestly. Yeah. You sure. weren't going to get it until you practiced it a million times. I mean, I used to hate, for example, you know how people just, do fake golf swings when they're they're not on the course or you know you have you sh- you, you kind of shoot your jumper when you're not on the court and you don't have a ball it's it's that muscle memory it's that practice and I think that as a kid I didn't like it like I was in the living room like why do I have to do this forehand right here just sh- basically shadow boxing yeah if you will and I just hated it but I understand all of it now because it's all mental and it's all mm. it all helps you I'm actually super grateful that I played a an individual sport Okay. versus a team sport I mean all sports are great and but and there are people that play team sports that have an, an individual mentality yeah. but you know it's just that when you're out on that tennis court and you're losing and you're by yourself on the other side of the net and no one can coach not only do you not have teammates but you can't be coached mm. so you really have to pull it from within and I think a lot that has helped me a lot just even in my journey as an actor even being in LA by myself yeah. in the beginning just all of that yeah no I totally agree with you I ran track um mm-hmm. so I love just being an athlete and being like a student athlete oh my god yeah it's such a world it is such it's such a privilege it is a privilege Mm -hmm. the mindset like I understand what you mean and I I love the mindset and the discipline and the focus of athletes like it's like no other it really really is so I really truly believe that and I mean you know like when I moved to I had great grades and when I moved when I transferred to St. John's they still forced me to go to study hall you know, it's just those things that you're not in control of. Because if you were in control, you would have said, no, I'm fine. I don't need to go to study hall. Right. But as, as far as they were, they were concerned, you needed to adjust, even if you didn't know you needed to adjust. So right. to help you adjust, they put things in place like study hall or, you know, yeah. this person to guide you or just whatever you needed. Because as a student and an athlete and in a new city and a major city, you know, they want to kind of keep you focused and on all that. All of those little things that they implemented help. Yeah. Absolutely. They definitely look out for you and they, they work to set you up for success. They really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Very awesome. So, okay. When did you go start on your journey? Like as an actor, like where, where did that come into play? I would always make up little stuff 
when I was younger, and I know everybody says that, but I wasn't in acting classes at nine and doing, I wasn't doing all that. I knew what I wanted to do and I might imitate them and do all this, but I wasn't in formal training. Mm-hmm. I used to do, you know, obviously a couple plays here and there at Bible yeah. summer camp, you know, or, you know, I was like always in the front, you know, reading the scriptures that I memorized. I would do like everybody else could barely get through one. I was yeah. memorizing 20 <laughs> You know, like la- literally last minute, I'm like, sure, I'll read all of Acts by heart, you know. The whole book of Acts. Yeah, all of it. And um, so so it started there. But I think when I got to high school, I was very into it. When I got to high school, I was still doing radio, but we also had this media class. And so we, I hosted a new show with a couple friends that I'm actually still friends with. We laugh at those videos now. Mm-hmm. And then we also start, and that's when I started to do music videos because we learned how to edit on all the different editing machines at that time and so then we would shoot more stuff and edit more stuff and then by the time I got to school I took classes so I took a class where I was the director and I took a class where I was learning to act and then those classes interacted wow okay yeah okay yeah so you started this was in this is in college that yeah that was at St. John's in New York okay okay and then Mm -hmm. when did you decide like okay I'm moving to LA or like where did that kick off? Like, where, where I mean, I, I always wanted to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go to USC because of love and basketball. <laughs> I, yeah, I always wanted to go to L.A. So I always knew that I was going to L.A. So after I got out of scene, after I, after I graduated, I still wanted to go pro for tennis, honestly, which is very out of the norm for a tennis player. Mm-hmm. You know, every I always explain it to people like this. Every sport has their their range and so for basketball you may or may not go to high school um you may or may not go to college you might not even finish high school right Right. football everyone goes to college Mm -hmm. and then you and then you play after Mm -hmm. and then tennis though you don't even go to high school really Wow. and you definitely if you do go to high school you don't play on the high school team you play you know outside you train individually and then you play in your tournaments and you travel and you come back and go to class or you're homeschooled so tennis is just one of those things. So to there's probably two out of 500 that have gone pro after a full four-year stint at a university. Oh, oh, okay. But it's possible because you're still only 21, but it's possible, you know. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of, you know, at the time, tennis, which probably still is, but at the time, tennis was very European heavy. And mm-hmm. they start playing at three. So they're ready to go. And then they're playing, they're dominating, you know. So just for you to come in at 21 is just very, you know, it's almost like if you're not a dancer by 12. Yeah, yeah. Really, you you, you might, obviously, because there's the hip hop and there's all types of dance. But if you're not classically trained dancer at 12, your body just probably won't even do what it needs to do. Gotcha. Or, you'll, or you'll be beating the odds, basically. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, so I was going to move to California to pursue acting, but also be able to play tennis at a really like a cheaper rate because it doesn't snow here. It doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for, in, I don't have to pay for indoor court time because it's raining. So right. for me, it was, it was just always the move after college. Okay. Okay. So did you still, once you moved to California, did you still, um, were you still playing tennis and, and still going after that dream? I. I was, I was okay. playing, uh, but like I said, individual sports are funny, golf, tennis, boxing, and track somewhat. Uh, you have to pay for so much. If you are a great a great basketball player, the NBA drafts you and that's it. Mm-hmm. If you're a great football player, the NFL drafts you and that's it. You don't think about tournaments and then paying for food and then paying for travel. and then. Right. But as, in individual sports, you have to pay for every single little thing, including your coach. So you have to pay for your tennis coach to come, but then you also have to pay for your strength and conditioning and or trainer to come, you know, just to make sure you don't get hurt. Right. And so you, now, you're, now you're paying for three people to go, you pay to enter, you pay to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just becomes, it becomes a thing. So I was still training and playing, but it's just, it got to be too much. Yeah, definitely. That's sound, yeah, an expensive uh, sport <laughs> and acting to pursue acting is expensive. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, it is. <laughs> it, it is. It is. That. Yeah. It is. Wow. So what was your transition like to L.A.? Because you're from Philly, you know, East Coast, California, West Coast is, you know, two different worlds. What was life like in those early days when you moved to L.A.? Uh, it was. I don't want to say it was tough. I moved here so focused that it wasn't really that tough. It got tougher, right? There were definitely ebbs and flows. But 
it wasn't that bad when I got here. Cause when I got here, I immediately looked for a job. I did this, I did that. You know what I mean? I was just so focused on getting settled Yeah. that, you know, some people come here with the stars in their eyes and they just are on their friend's couch and they have no idea what they're going to do or how they're going to attain it. And right. they just hope that they hope that it happens to them. And so in a month they're like nervous and, you know, <laughs> yeah, just not in a great place. Me, I, had my schedule I was flying home probably once a month mm-hmm. I was playing tennis I was working out I had gotten a couple jobs mm-hmm. so I was very busy so for okay. me it just was it was it was life yeah. exactly the same just in a sunnier place got you okay yeah that makes sense and did you start taking classes or like when you could fit them in because it sounded like you said you were living a life <laughs> like it wasn't just purely like I'm on my friend's couch I'm you know like you had other stuff yeah. going on so um, what did, what did it look like for you in the early days, like pursuing your acting career? Well, fortunately I got, I had a meeting with this agency and maybe one of the first two agencies I met with, I read for them and then they signed me. Oh. So that was already, you know, that was encouraging. Yeah, for sure. And, and so, yeah, so between all, between having that agent and going on the things that she asked me to go on and, the. Uh, you know, she recommended this photographer for headshots. She recommended the class to go to. She okay. recommended this workshop, you know. So I just kind of went to those things that I could afford. And the other thing is there's a lot of free things yeah. for people to take advantage of that they don't realize or don't want to. Mm-hmm. You 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 can you can learn from anybody. You can learn from someone on the street, honestly. You just have to be open and willing. But some people don't go to class at all because they can't afford the class that they want. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, no, um, it is. <laughs> it's like the classes, the, the the cost for classes, like, you know, to learn from the type of specific classes like you may want, they are very expensive. And yep. um, that is a reason why I think a lot of actors that move to L.A., they don't get into classes right away because it's, it's expensive. And, um, yeah, I, I do think it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <I do. laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's talk about the oval because the oval was that like your first um television like role Mm. like yes okay uh well I did a couple things so so I have like you know pilots that didn't come out or you know that kind of all that kind of stuff but to see me on television weekly that absolutely like to go the distance yeah like to be for sure okay 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 for sure so um, I loved your character, by the way, on Thank you. always did. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had an opportunity to interview like a, a number of your castmates, which was very early on. Um, Daniel okay. Croy, I interviewed him. Before. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> you love him. <laughs> yeah, I love Daniel. Love I don't Daniel. know about Jason. Yeah, I don't know about Jason. Oh, my gosh. So when I interviewed Daniel, um, the Oval hadn't even aired yet. Right. It was like, oh, okay. it was before we were all like excited, like, oh my gosh, this new show. <laughs> Tell me about it, what you can talk about, you know. And then when I watched it, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> his character creeped me out so much. I was like, oh my God, like, is this the same guy that I interviewed? You know, it was just so funny. I was like, he's such a good actor because his character was like so creepy to me. I was always nervous when he. <laughs> I would be nervous for you too. Like, oh my God, like, what's he gonna do to her? Like, he just would freak me out. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so, excited that you had the opportunity to speak to him prior to seeing oh, yeah. that because a lot of people didn't. A lot of people were introduced to Daniel in that way, and now they can't forget it, which is one thing that he didn't want. You know, I mean, he's an actor, so he understands, but he is very much like, I'm not this person. <laughs> there, I mean, literally, there are things that I'll retweet or repost, but certain ones about his character, I won't even repost them because I know how he feels. Hey, so yeah. I just won't even do it. <laughs> no, like, honestly, like, I, I would tell my husband, I'm like, hey, this guy, he was like, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, so <laughs> creeped out. Yeah, because he's, you know, like, I had an opportunity to just like talk to him, learn about his journey, his path. And then I saw the show and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was, it was great to interview him. I got to interview Taja B. Simpson, who's amazing. I love her. Yeah. It's great. Both, like they're like my main two on the show. That's I funny. know. <laughs> yeah. And then Sierra Payton too. I had her. Love on. her. I had, I think so, I had Sierra Payton even before the oval, like, oh, okay. Maybe, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was like 
no, maybe it was like around that same time. A lot of them was like before the kickoff of the show. Um, okay. So yeah, so I'm I'm like, oh, you know, welcome to the the, the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to be up here with my with my other yeah. brethren and sisters. Yeah, and, and, a, and a lot of other Tyler, you know, actors on like Sisters or um, Ruthless. Oh my gosh, had a lot okay. of Ruthless acts. So. I want to know, like, okay, what was your experience um, when you first started the show? Like, was there a big learning curve for you? Like, were you nervous? Because, you know, Tyler Perry, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, like, I know. I'd be talking. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of y'all. Like, oh, yeah, I worked on the show because I've talked to so many of you. So I'd be feeling like you know, right. we're one in the same, but we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> I know he shoots very fast pay. So. What was the learning curve for you, like, working on that show? Uh, I mean, I wasn't very nervous. Okay. I'm not I was more so. <laughs> <laughs> I was more so nervous about the pace because you just hear about yeah. the pace, the pace, yeah. the pace, the pace, the pace. And I always make this joke, which really did happen to some degree, that when I said I was going down there to film, everybody. I mean, you know how in a TV show they make everything apply to that one uh that one instance I'll give you an example I go to the 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 car right I have a driver and he said and he's taking me to the airport and he's like oh you're going to Tyler Perry you know he shoots fast and then five seconds later I get out the car and I'm checking in my bags at the airport and they're like oh you're going down to Tyler Perry you know he shoots fast and then I'm at the gate and I'm trying to like you know hand them my ticket to get on the plane and they're like you're going to Tyler Perry you know he shoots fast it was just so I already had I had already heard that but that day I was heading down there or like around that time I just thought everybody was saying it and I know that it's true because when we got there, Tyler actually told us as a whole, yes, I shoot fast, but you aren't supposed to deliver your line so fast. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we were all ready. We were like prepared. We knew our lines. We were spitting wow. them out. And he's like, everybody take a beat, take a breath, you know? Down, yeah. So, <laughs> so that, and then obviously you don't take, you don't have a lot of takes. So mm -hmm. there's some, you know, nerve there because you don't want to be the re you don't want to be the ultimate reason that you have to do another take because more than likely you're only doing another take if the lighting is bad or if something else happens you're okay. not just doing you know you're not having three million takes which he does for a reason obviously everybody else thinks it's to save money which i'm sure that it is but also he said in an interview once that he doesn't like to tire out his actors which makes a lot of sense to me yeah especially in dramatic scenes right yeah i was i seen viola davis she just posted um it was some you know her her character in Fences where she's like crying and her mm -hmm. nose is snotting. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. She tweeted something like, I know y'all be, something like, I know y'all be talking about my snot tears. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> and she's like, we shot this scene 23 times. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, dramatic, like, yeah, most productions, they're doing it over and over and over and over again. So that's why I always like, feel like, you know, people who do work with Tyler Perry, I feel like you guys are just, ready for you know the next level like after you know going through the tyler perry boot camp it seems like you would be able to take on anything you know because that's what we say yeah right yeah that's yeah, what we, we say i know no <laughs> <laughs> keep speaking it keep speaking right it. right <laughs> yeah, yeah but no that is what we say we're like if you can make it out of this you can make it any especially yeah. add add actual camp quarantine to the bunch like if you can make it out then yeah you can do anything right. and but the only thing is you almost get a little spoiled because yeah. now you've done it and there's no happy medium right you might do it a take twice uh for Tyler and then you might do it a hundred times for another network and so there's no like you know project that has you do it 10 times unless it's you know kind of like an indie project you know right. and so you have to sometimes it's a little better to have a couple you know, more chances because you do have to, even if you're as prepared as can be, sometimes you have to work into the energy. But mm -hmm. in, in, in the experience that I've had at Tyler, sometimes because you don't have that time, mm -hmm. you have to just walk away. Mm. So if you have to, if you have to tell Glam not to talk to you, if you're a method actor and you need to get into the zone, then you just have to tell, you have to say, don't talk to me because I don't have time. I only have one time to yeah. do this, you know, overly dramatic crying scene and you can't make me laugh right now because right. I won't be able to, you know, Wow, that's to me like okay, because I feel like your personality and your mindset and perception is just like, no, nah, I'm good. And I feel like this is <laughs> you've been trained and developed this way from a child, right? With like sports and just everything like you've gone after. I feel like you've been prepared 
for Tyler Perry because <laughs> you just seem like you're like, all right, I'm not faced. Like, let's do this. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, what if you did have any nerves? Like, what did you do to channel that? Because I know me personally, I'd be like, oh, my God, internally, I feel the pressure. But, you know, it's like you have to rise to the occasion. So what advice do you give to actors who maybe, you know, get that opportunity to work with Tyler Perry or just in general to work on like a professional set and they've never done it before and you feel that sort of pressure? Like, what do you do to, you know, like kind of woosah? That's tough because that's definitely not something that I struggle with. That is amazing. That is so, <laughs> not like, oh my God, I don't have a no, problem at all. I don't mean it like that, but because like you said, I, I mean, I think everything in your life prepares you for everything else in your life yeah, regardless. That's but I, love that. I do, I guess my advice would be to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I really think that it's great to talk to people, especially if you're a day player or you come on a set that's already established. Mm-hmm. Just talk to people because you think that you are bothering them. You're not. That's one. Two, they are most of the time they're welcoming and if they're not then just talk to somebody else and then when I say talk to somebody I don't mean the lead of the show that has five monologues that day you can talk to the gaffer you can talk you can talk to the AD if the AD is free you can talk to the PA that you know brings you from your trailer to set it's just about you know because if you live with your nerves they're just going to build on top of themselves yeah and and then by the time you get there, you're so nervous and they can't tell you anything. You know what I mean? As opposed to if you've been talking, the more you talk, the more you feel relaxed. And I'm not saying over talk, right. but just to even engage once and then go back to your room and eat and then maybe call, you know, yeah. whoever makes you feel comfortable. And then I think that you'll be ready. And, and I think the more prepared you are, the less nervous you are. That's true. That is if you know true. your lines in and out, That's other true. things might phase you, but the performance is not going to phase you. That's and so true find your scene partner, ask them to run something. So maybe that's the person you talk to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good advice. Good advice. I aspire to be like you. Cause that, <laughs> cause I'd be dealing with that. Like just getting nervous and kind of getting in your head. And it's just like, eh, you gotta stop all that. Like you gotta, you gotta perform. You gotta show up, you know? So you have to perform. And the other thing I, I always say when there's something that you don't want to do, right? Like, let's say it's like you have to run into the wall or, you know, it's very physical comedy, slapstick comedy, or just something that makes you look silly and you feel dumb doing it. I always say just go into it full force because you actually look more dumb half doing it. Yeah. And then everyone's looking at you crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to give it your all. You have to give it your all or, or don't accept the role because yeah. if you get there and you do it, but you're still trying to maintain some level of cool, then chances are everybody's going to be looking at you crazy. One, they'll have to do it again. So that'll be annoying. Ooh. Two, they'll be wondering if they even booked the right person. Ooh. And it's just, just go out there and you really have to lose yourself. That's mm-hmm. really what it is, is yeah. to be willing to lose yourself. Yeah. That's key right there. Like, you just got to go all in, lose yourself. Yeah, that's let them it. tell you to reel it in. Yeah. Let them be like, okay, we want you to, <laughs> okay. You know, let, let them hit you with that. Yeah, that's 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 good advice. That's good advice. So what did you do, like, because I know you guys get the um your scripts, like, before, like, uh, you had mm-hmm. got them, like, way before, right? So mm-hmm. what did you do to prepare for the role? Like, did you feel like you connected with your character or, you know, what was your what did your process of like preparation look like? Yeah, I think you should always look to connect in some way. Sometimes you're going to sometimes you're going to say this character is me hands down. If they wanted me, they should have just wrote my name in here. <laughs> and other times you won't really connect with the character, but you have to find something. Mm-hmm. So in this role, I was fortunate that I felt like she was me. She wasn't as sarcastic as I am, but I was allowed to make her that way, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So that is why I think a lot of people liked her character yeah. because she, to me, her character was kind of like a blank canvas. Tyler pretty much let me do what I wanted to do. He didn't say, no, she wouldn't roll her eyes there. or No, she would, you know, he kind of just, and I feel like he does that with almost every role. I feel like he, he yeah. sees what you bring and then he lets you do what you do. And then if he needs to give you tips or he needs to change something, then, uh, but he's not one of those, you know, it's just so stoic, like. Right. Yeah, so I connected with her. I felt like she was young and she looked young. Because the thing is that she was 28. Mm. And she looked younger, which is why the son had a crush on her. But people thought she was 22 and looked younger. But she was actually 28. Okay. So that is why she had no tolerance for Gail or Jason. Yeah, yeah. 
That's true. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like 28 is, is 30, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and the, they were 17 and 18 with bad attitudes. Yeah. So for her, you know, she was just like, what? She just happened to look the same age as Gail. So, so in that, I don't know if you saw the episode where they have that kind of like standoff in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just kind of like, yeah. girl, you shouldn't have been in my car. Yeah. You're a little kid asking me about my man. Just stop. And you're bad. Just stop. Yeah. Oh, what do you want? You know, disrespectful, rude. <laughs> exactly. So I, I deal with a lot of that. I'm a little older than people think that I look younger. Yeah. Um, I like her personality. And, you know, I'm very... This is the most Gemini thing about me. I don't think other people tell me that they, I don't really seem like a Gemini, but I think the most Gemini thing about me is my two sides are very outgoing and very shy. So there are some people that, yeah, there are some people that meet me and are like, I've never heard Ashley open her mouth. And there are other people that would say, I've never heard Ashley shut up. <laughs> what <laughs> makes you shy? Like, is it just like you feel you're just not comfortable in that environment or? I hate to even talk about this on a, a podcast because then I feel like other people will try to make fun of me. Like my friends, okay. I feel like my friends will, my friends will make fun of me, but no, no, I say that because <laughs> I hate attention. Oh, so, okay. I, which is weird as an actress, yeah. I know, but I, outside of telling someone else's story, I really don't want you to just be staring at me or just, you know, you know, as black people, we are at a party and you know you might be dancing and then it's like okay okay i don't like that yeah um that's that's gonna make me stop. like i'm not i'm not going in the middle of the circle the attention you know, just I, everyone starts looking no, at you no that's it go, Ashley, that's go. that's it i'm like at my wedding i'm really i'm really rethinking this first dance thing because i'm like i don't want everybody to stare at me for four minutes i just okay I don't know. you and i are similar because that was my <laughs> biggest fear about getting married real talk i was just like I don't want to like dance and people just stare at me. And I felt that way just about a wedding in general. Cause I feel the same way. Like I don't like attention on me like that. Yeah. Um, and I to have a wedding was like, Oh my God. Cause it's so much pressure. It's all about you. It's so, all about, especially yeah. that four minutes. Well, that walk down the aisle is all about you too. The but whole that day. Four, listen, I'm like, I might have to choose, you know, one of those short songs like Amory while yeah. I was on love. That's like two minutes. Two minutes and 30 seconds. You know, I remember all the time from radio. Oh, like, yeah. I gotta choose one of these short songs. Right. It definitely can't be an old school nine minute, <laughs> you know, stylistic right. song. Oh my gosh. No, I, I relate with you on that level for sure. Because I felt the same wedding. I was like, I want to have a wedding, a nice, beautiful wedding, but I don't want the spotlight on me. But that's what the wedding is about, like the bride. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. but I don't need this guy. Guys, yeah. I don't need, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, um, you and you said memorization was you were always good at memorization. So that was never. I was always good. No, I have a very photographic memory, so I can remember exactly what's on the page and how it's on the page. That kind of helps me. Yeah. Even my friends now that I, you know, I help them with their lines, they're always like, "I hate you. I just sent you this five five minutes ago." I'm like, "Yeah, but we read it twice already. We read it twice. Wow." I read it twice already, you know. So if yeah. I'm looking at the paper, it's more so, you know, to help them with their lines versus my friends. Like, why do you know the other part already? <laughs> I, I don't know. You're it's it's good bad. and bad. My photo, my photographic memory is good and bad for me because if I see something that's gross, I continue to see it. So that's oh. why I, you know, yeah. I have to be very careful what I click on on Instagram because yeah, the next thing you know, it's on my explore page and I can't get out of it or yeah. like, you know. mm-hmm. can't yeah. like unsee it. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, so your character's <laughs> final scene on the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, like, was that hard for you to film? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, what was that experience like for you? And and when you <clears throat> realized, like, you know, that was going to be the end for your character, like, what were the, those emotions and feelings like for you? You know what's funny is I knew that that was the trajectory of that character's storyline, mm-hmm. but I didn't think about it. It didn't hit me like that. You know, I was so excited to tell that story because I liked her story. Yeah. So I didn't think about the fact that I wouldn't be on the show the next season or that I wouldn't do, you know, we were just having so much fun. Yeah. Uh, even prior to that, we had a very unorthodox, I don't know if any of them told you, but we had a very unorthodox audition process. So okay. we... Yeah, we did our self-tapes or, you know, whatever everybody did. But most of us did self-tapes or we went in. So I went in for Kim Coleman mm-hmm. um, in LA, here in L.A. And, you know, but 
the second callback, they brought everyone to Atlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were kind of in a room. So it seemed like this big cattle call or this big casting call. But yeah. it was really it was really a callback. And it was and for my character, I feel like there might have been six people. Some yeah. some people were, you know, fortunate in the in the fact that only, you know, two people were coming for their role or something. Yeah. But yeah, we brought they brought people from California. They had they had a bunch obviously local from Atlanta and then they had had flown some people in from New York and so that whole process you know you start talking to people in the waiting room or you practice I actually met Daniel that day we didn't audition we didn't audition together because my the scenes that I well we would have auditioned together but we didn't get a chance to do the second scene and so my first scene was with uh Priscilla okay okay uh the, the Priscilla character so that was my first scene so you know you talk to them and you know I met Daniel that day we did our scene so you start to meet the people so we started having fun from the jump because we all stayed in a hotel nice. you know we we all flew down at the same time most of us were on the same flight we just didn't know each other at that point wow. but by the time by the time we gathered and then got on the <laughs> shuttle to go to the hotel you know and then it was really late yeah it was really late so I remember I think I think Natasha Ward and I forget who else went with me but a couple of us walked to the supermarket to get food because it was it was so late nothing else was open we couldn't order room service mm. you know so a lot of us got very um became very acquainted with each other and it became a family and so I was just by the time we got cast and we came back to film because we knew that day oh you knew that yeah day. which is yes which is also very out of Ooh. the norm yeah so they like kept us and then they told us and then we all knew so we all flew home you know no, excited your face yeah. Wait, exactly. so the ones that obviously didn't get it, they knew too? Everyone yeah. knew? Yeah, everyone knew. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Yeah, everyone knew. They didn't tell you, like, in the room at the same time. Like, you didn't get it, you didn't get it, you did, you did. It, it wasn't like that. You know, it was okay. very, you know, organized, respectful, yeah. kind. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you knew what happened. So that was already very exciting. And then by the time we got down to film in July, cause that was in May. And mm-hmm. so we filmed in July. So it wasn't a long process at all. Okay. And then, wow. um, yeah, so I was, so anyway, I was just very excited for my character and to start. And so I wasn't thinking about the fact that I wouldn't be on the next season. I was just excited for that season. Mm-hmm. And then as far as being nervous about that scene or having feelings about that scene, that scene didn't really make me that nervous. Honestly, okay. I just, I'm one of those people where I was like, you have to take me there. So mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, obviously, you don't punch me in the face, but, you know. <laughs> Give me a little you, you, something. <laughs> yeah, you tell people to be rough with you, and they never believe you. And it's the same thing. Like, if they told me to hit them, I would probably be like, ah, you know. <laughs> but that's the most, that gives you the most genuine and authentic reaction. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, when a mom slaps their son on a show, like, it's easier than just fake slapping them, you know? Like, slap me for real. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's the, But that's where Tyler comes in, because... You can tell him to slap you twice, right? But if you were on another network, I don't know that I want to get. You can't get slapped twenty five times. Right. Your face will be your face will be red. You you know you literally cannot do it. Yeah. So it's it's all circumstantial, and in that circumstance, that worked for for us. I was just like, you know, just be rough, just do whatever, and yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, I think my question when you were talking about the. When you first started filming, there were no nerves. Like it was, it was just excitement for you. Like, let's do this. I'm here. Like I'm ready. There were no like, ooh, none of that. Yeah, no, I was so ready. But there were nerves in the sense of the pace. So okay, yeah, after right. after the after we had that conversation, you know, after he already said that, and you know, we had gotten through the first day of filming. No, then I was just ready. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm trying to force you to be nervous. <laughs> Yeah. Where are the nerves? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean, I was nervous because obviously it's Tyler Perry and, you know, you have to get it right. But I, I wasn't nervous in the sense that most people are nervous. I was so, more so nervous just if you tell me that we go really fast and you tell me we don't, it's only one take, even though it isn't one take, he gets what he needs to get. Yeah. But, you know, you tell me that's fast. You tell me there aren't that many takes. So I'm nervous about that. I don't want to do poorly. I don't want to make you think you chose, you made the wrong choice for the character. But past that, I know my lines. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know who I am, you know? So, yeah. I love that. Okay. 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 I'll accept that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So uh, just to kind of like tie it all up, um, you know, once your character like ended on the show, you know, what was... I don't want to say, like, what was life after the Oval? I mean, <laughs> but, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how? Yeah. 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 
Uh, you know, first of all, like during the Oval was very interesting because we were in quarantine for the most part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people were falling in love with us as actors, as characters, and then never really seeing us anywhere. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, we didn't go to movie premieres or we didn't do this or that because literally the show premiered October of 19. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, obviously Tyler has 10 million fans that saw it the first day, yeah. but other people still needed to find the show. So a lot of people were contacting me during quarantine, like, oh, I just found the show and, you know, I just binged it and I just binged the first couple episodes. When does it come back on? You know, and then it yeah. came back on, I think that, I don't, oh, I came back on that January or February and then it went off again. It came, you know what I mean? So right. that was just really fun to go random places and find people that love the show. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you get to talk to people and because we weren't traveling, we were just in the house. We didn't get to talk to people about the show or, you know, or really audition for more shows. We didn't really yeah. get to do much in the middle because That's we true. were all in quarantine. And it was an, like, you know, even now, well, not now, because it's pretty much open, but even towards the end of quarantine, stuff was still opening. But at that time, no one even knew how to move mm-hmm. at all. You know, mm-hmm. companies weren't thinking about casting. They were thinking about the productions that they already had that they had to put on hold for, right. you know, um, for for the pandemic. So that was that. And so life after that is almost still life post-pandemic, even though yeah. we're totally not out of it. But bi- but work-wise, we're out of it a little bit because productions are going. So that's what I mean. I don't want anybody to be like, the pandemic's not over. That's the problem. It does. But the sickness <laughs> itself is very yeah. much still here yeah. and around and still affecting people. It's just the numbers are going down, which is great. But, right. you know, I hate when people are like, the pandemic's over. Like, no, quarantine might be over. But, yeah. You know. Still need to move accordingly. I think it's but, like the way people move, it just kind of, I'll be like, man, is, is it still a pandemic? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'll, I'll be in my house. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but now, yeah, we're just back to auditioning and, you know, projects that were put on hold. So I filmed something uh, recently that I'm very excited about. And yeah, I mean, I know I hate when people say that, like, I can't talk about it, or I did this thing and this but super secret project, but real. it is, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. real thing. So I have, I have shot some things and I'm working on some things. So I'm, I'm very excited for 2022. Okay. Awesome. And, and the rest of 2021 to keep working. Right. That's great. And, and you're also a photographer. Is that right? I am. I started doing that just because I liked it. Uh-huh. And then it, it started to become a lucrative hobby, let's say. Oh, that's good. That's helpful. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do so, you... and based on all the jobs that I had, mm-hmm. it just worked out who I was able to photograph and oh. where where I was able to go. And so it wasn't like I just started out and then tried to find people. You know, I kind of just started taking pictures where I was. Yeah. And then people started hiring me based on that. Nice. Nice. Do you do, um, do you film too? Or is it just like uh, photography? I do film also, but I don't, I, I don't want to say don't because that leads itself to never, but mm-hmm. I'm not actively, you know, directing okay. films right now. A lot of the, a lot of the film or any type of video footage that I worked with, I would do a lot of BTS for music videos. So like Cardi B or, or Gucci oh. or, you know, yeah. So I would just be on the set and I would do kind of, you know, access granted type oh, BTS cool. videos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um. What advice, just overall, what advice would you give to um, actors, newer actors who are wanting to get started in the industry, wanting to, like, you know, get their acting career started, whether they live in some city in the middle of nowhere, they want to move to L.A. or Atlanta or New York, like, what is some advice that you would give them or some things that you would want them to know before they get into the business? For sure, it's tough. That's one. So just 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 work on that. Have people tell you no all day. How about that? Okay. Have them tell you no all day for something. Like just pick a day and just have them tell you no. <laughs> you know, like yeah. have your mom or your friend when you go in the restaurant tell them before you even come up to tell you that they don't have your favorite sandwich Same. today. Like just That's have real. just a day of no's. You know, it's funny because there's a movie called is it called the Yes Movie or something like that. Oh, it just with came the out. Or something? Yes, ah, yes, and they have to say yes all day. Similar to that, <laughs> you need you need a just a day and no where you're where you're thinking to yourself, nothing is working out for me. Dang. They didn't have my sandwich, you know. I couldn't catch an Uber. I, you know, you know, I missed this deadline. Like just a just a day of nose where you where you where you feel like you're not in control of the reason that you're being told no. 
That's like, what do you mean? It's, it's 8 a.m. How are you out of bagels? You right, know? But right, right. just, no, we don't have any bagels. You're like, I'm staring at bagels. I'm staring at the bagels. Nope. We don't have any. Nope. You know, just, just knows that just don't make sense. Yeah. So that's one, because that you'll begin to train your mind, okay. right? Which, that sounds really funny, because obviously you're not going to do that every day. No, but one real, full though. day of no's is like, or even the thought process about that, yeah. like, wow, they could have really told me no just now, or they could have really told That kind of mindset, I think, helps or would help. Mm-hmm. And the other is get a job. Mm-hmm. You're not too cool for a job. That's okay. the thing. Everybody thinks they're so cool. No, you're not too cool for a job because having a job outside of allowing you to pay for what you need, it also provides a sense of stability and comfort in the sense. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah. to memorize lines when you're like, oh, I didn't eat or I. I can't pay my bills or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I literally know people who have gotten their car repossessed, but that's fine, right? That happens all the time, whatever. Yeah. But they're literally hiding their car. <laughs> you know, they're like, they don't want to drive. They they, they yeah. have a car, but t- took an Uber to an audition because if they take their car out of their, you know, sealed, secured garage, yeah. then it will be towed or it will be, you know what I mean? Right. When you have all that to think about, you can't think about your it's a audition or you can't, it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You so for as much exactly yeah. so for as much as you can control control it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know for me i i always had a job mm-hmm. and then there were times when i did not have a job and you know you you work save some money and then try to go full force because you know there's always that that twofold situation where it's like okay have a job but then also put your all into acting so you don't confuse the universe mm-hmm. the universe is not going to be confused by you working at a restaurant they're just not mm-hmm. it's not okay. like no one's telling you to go get uh, you know, a master's degree in in biochem, in biochem and then go get a job. That, that might confuse the universe. But you going to work and getting a job and having money to attend these classes that we said are expensive or to, you know, Uber back and forth to, because if you find out that a lot of everything is moving in uh, inward, but if you, let's say you had to go to BET back in the day, which was in Santa Monica, mm. you you were stressed because you had to take an Uber all the way to Santa Monica. Or back. That's not that's, that's not the life that yeah, you want. So that's true. if you can help it, I think that people should definitely save, get a job, save, mm-hmm. and, and move from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think surround yourself with other actors, obviously, but other positive actors. So not the actors that are going to be like, oh, there's nothing going on or mm-hmm. we can't shoot this. You have to sh- you have to get with people that are excited about life and about acting. Mm-hmm. Not the person that's been here for 25 years, never booked anything and is miserable, but won't give up. Like, no, no, you know, you need to be yeah. with the person. If you moved here from Philly, you need to be with the person that moves here from New York because y'all got the same vibe and y'all are so excited and y'all got the same stories to tell and y'all need to get together and shoot something on your iPhone, mm-hmm. period. You need to find the people in class. Once you go to class, find the people in class that you click with and then figure stuff out. Find the people that don't know, that know what you don't know and don't know what you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you know how to use a camera, you don't need another person that knows how to use a camera. You need somebody that knows how to use mics or knows how to write something for y'all to shoot. You can be like, I don't know how to write at all, but I can act and I can, you know, I can shoot your scenes and you can shoot mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, cool. I'll write us something or whatever, you know. So those, I guess those would be my three. Yeah, no, that's great advice, especially the job part, because that is a thing like, nah, I'm about to go all out, about to do this, da, 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 and it's like, but you can't pay your rent, you can't pay this, you can't pay that, and that creates so much stress and anxiety, like, you're not going to be able to give your all and focus on acting when you have real life going on, you know, like, exactly so much anxiety, so that's very real, very good advice. Um, What type of jobs did you do? Or, you know, did you do when you were having your other jobs, like, while pursuing? Everything. Okay. I did every. I did everything except normal actor job. So a normal actor job is a, bar, a bartender, mm-hmm. uh, a, wait, a waitress. But you have to know yourself, and that, that just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm such a people person, but that level of customer service, I just don't have it in me. <laughs> I always. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I, it's not for everybody. I always make fun of that one commercial. I say this in every interview. The waitress comes over. The one of the, per, the one of the customers at the restaurant is super rude, and he's like, "I said no mayonnaise," but he had been complaining the whole commercial or whatever. And he says, "I said no mayonnaise." She never breaks eye contact with him. She picks up the bread and slides it down the side of the table. And so the mayonnaise, <laughs> the man, the mayonnaise is like no longer on the bread. And then she puts the bread back. She never breaks eye contact. That's me. And the, I just don't think that that would work well. You yeah. Know? So. 
you just got to know, you know, what's for you. I'm a germaphobe, so I can't handle all of the liquor spilling in the back of the bar at this, yeah. you know, so I just can't. So I would take jobs that weren't really conducive to being an actor. For example, a full-time personal assistant to a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that is very busy. That doesn't lend itself to you going on auditions and all that. But I would that was one of the jobs that you do for a while mm-hmm. and then you take a, and then you take a break. Okay. That wasn't necessarily the kind that you're trying to sneak out and go to auditions. I did casting for game shows on the game show network. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, I've I've, I've shot party. I've done it all. I've been. Uh, this is, I guess, before you know, influencers and all that. But companies always had brand ambassadors, uh-huh. and so I got different parties. You know, like the the Verizon girls or yeah. this or that. You know, Sundrop. It was a soda that I had never heard of. It was like a Midwest soda. <laughs> I ended up doing stuff for them. You know, I worked for Six Flags. I didn't work for Six Flags. I worked for Coca-Cola. Okay. And we had a marketing program that we, you know, basically played out at Six Flags, which is I had a whole team of people that I paid to just spray water guns and give out Coca-Cola. I mean, there's a million ways to find to make money, especially in California. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Very, very true. You gotta, you gotta figure out what works for you. I've never been a waitress either. I've always had like the desire to be one because I've always wanted to get tips, but I would say they make a lot of money. Yeah, they do. But the reality, I was like, "Eh, I don't think it's for me either. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta know yourself. So yeah. I'm sure the, the most elite restaurant doesn't have the same problems as, you know, the most, uh, neighborhood diner. Yeah, but, but still, it's just like, you know, you take you're taking your chances by even doing it, you know? Right. So. Right. Well, very, very good. Can you let um listeners know where they can keep up with you on your journey? Like where's where do you hang out the most? I'm pretty I'm trying to get better with Twitter. I'm really I was really good at Twitter during during Oval Night. Oh yeah. If that made sense. Yeah, Cause you know, I was like in, interactive and all that. But I am really only on Instagram. So on Instagram, you can find me at Ashley Moni Harper, which is my entire name. And yes, I do say it all the time <laughs> because you believe it or not, there are a lot of Ashley Harpers. I believe that. Yeah. No, I, that. Ser- I went to school with an Ashley Harper. So she's in my homeroom. Her her name was Ashley. How many name? I think it was Nicole. So Ashley N Harper and Ashley M Harper. What? Wow. I was like, oh no, that, oh no. Yeah. That topped it. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Because I I grew up with. I don't know if you watched the re- uh, recess with the Ashleys. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I grew up with four friends named Ashley. Damn. That didn't bother me. But it wasn't until then that I realized, like, oh, my name is just popular in general. Yeah. And true. so I, so then I realized that, Ash, I mean, there are black Ashley Harpers. There are white Ashley I mean, I was just like, oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that popular. You know, so, I went to school with the Ashley Harper. Now that I think about it. <laughs> now, and now there's Ashley Harper from The Bachelor. The bla- oh. One of the black girls, I guess, that was on The Bachelor, maybe in... 18, 18, 19, her name is Ashley Harper. Wow. Not and she's black wow. and she's an actress. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, yeah, y'all have to say my whole name. I was yeah. already fine with it before I had a bunch of reasons why. Because I was like, if you can say Sarah Jessica Parker every yeah. time, then you, can, <laughs> then you can say Ashley Money Carper. That's how I felt. But That's now I'm true. like, please. So when people don't say it, it makes me so mad. Not mm. in not in, in introduction, right? Like if, you know, you and, and I were at a party and then you could just say this is, this is Ashley, period. Now that you but, know. As far as, no, but I'm saying as far as on screen mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm not fighting for my name to be full on the call sheet, but then be just Ashley Harper on something else. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't even make sense. Like, right. so as an, as an actor, I would like my full name to just be, otherwise I would just choose a shorter Instagram name. I don't need a, I don't want a long <laughs> Instagram name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that was available. Ashley Monique Harper. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's a little more unique than yeah, just Ashley Harper, I guess. There are so many Ashley Harpers. I believe it. Yeah, like I said, I I did go to school with Ashley Harper. She was a white girl, and I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the yeah. the the head the lead of the Dave Matthews Band. His wife's name is Ashley Harper. I mean, wow. just random, <laughs> just just random. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so you can find me at Ashley Monique Harper on Instagram, and that's really it. I think on Twitter, my name is. I'm I am Ashley Monique. Okay. And uh that's that's it. I'm not really I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on any <laughs> I'm not on any of these things today. I'm, yeah. I'm strictly Instagram too. I have a Facebook, but I don't do anything with it. I even forget I have one. Um yeah, yeah I'm just Instagram. So I, I totally feel you. Well, 
It has been a pleasure. It has been very awesome talking with you, just getting to know you, hearing your story. And yeah, it's been so fun. Thank you for, thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. It was very, I, I love a good conversational interview. I hope you have, <laughs> hope it makes sense enough to sound like an interview as opposed to just two girls talking. Oh phone, yeah. You know, that's I, how I felt. Very casual. I, that's what I love. When I, I love when my interviews feel like, I forget I'm doing a podcast. We're just talking. I love that. So this is what this yeah. has been. So it's been great. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I was just hoping on the playback, we don't sound like, I, they should have just called each other. They should have just called each other. <laughs> right. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> nah, it's yeah. awesome though. But um, yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, you have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, talk soon. Bye.